Oh, it is great to be with you guys this Sunday afternoon, little over, oh, exactly eight on the dot. Welcome to episode 188 of the Dream Wager. I am your host, Dylan, and I am joined by my esteemed colleague, co-host, NBA guru, partner in crime, Elvis Acosta. How are you doing tonight, sir? We we are all right, Dylan. You know, tough week two so far, but hey, what could he do, right? Yep. I'm high as hell, and I'm so happy for the Jets I'm wearing my Garrett Wilson jersey right now. Uh, big win for the Jets here. So we'll break down some uh, games uh, that we saw in the 1 o'clock and 4 o'clock uh, time frame. And we'll also give our plays for two. Yes, that's right. Two M- uh, Monday night football games between the Titans and the Bills and the Vikings and Eagles. But uh, Elvis, before we get to it, we got to talk about my Jets. Coming back within like two minutes left, Joey Cool. Everyone was talking about Joe Flacco, but were you surprised we we won? And were you surprised how well we were able to move the ball? Shocked. You know, I was shocked. The fact that y'all was able to get it onside with about, what, a minute 20 left in the game? Yeah. After, after just completing, what, a 60-yard touchdown on a blow coverage? Yeah. What are the chances, though? So you got to <laughs> give credit to the Jets. Joe Flacco, another 300-yard passing game. Four touchdown passing yep. game as well. So Talk to him. Got to give some credit. You know, the Cleveland's defense was there the first half. They didn't show up in the second half. And Joe Flacco was able to lead a comeback like like he does. You know, yep. it just happened. It's on the Jets. And it's, you know, six years removed from his prime. But mm-hmm. give give credit with credit due. Cleveland looked terrible in the second half. Questionable play calling. The, the coach is out here waving the family down, thinking he won already with a minute you saw left. That? Come on. He had now. the children on the sideline ready to rush the field. And not for nothing, if Nick Chubb just kneels the ball right after the first down yep. instead of running it in, if he just kneels the ball at the one, the game is over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I thought it was a tough blow for the Browns where everyone thought they were up and blown coverage, like you said, uh, gets us within a score. Then we recover the onside kick. So crazy turn of events. And I thought Joe, uh, I thought our offense was good when we were getting the ball out quick. When we were dropping back, doing play action, that's when we were getting into trouble. So I thought overall good win. Um, good win for the Jets, bad loss for the Browns. Now we come back home to take on the Bengals, who they're 0-2. We'll get to them. But another crazy 1 o'clock game, Dolphins and Ravens. Lamar went crazy. That was a shootout. um, Tyreek Hill went crazy. uh, Tua, six touchdowns. They ended over over 400 passing yards. I think he had 464. Yeah, so crazy game for the Dolphins. They are now the two and zero in the uh, leading the NFC East right now, or AFC East, excuse me. So uh, Ravens one and one, bad loss. What do you think of that game? Yo, me, we was talking about earlier. Me and Dylan are actually playing each other in our fantasy league, and Lamar put up forty points. The score was twenty eight to what ten twenty twenty eight. Seven early, and we think it all look Baltimore about to cruise to a victory. And then Miami comes out the second half and just throwing the lights out of the ball. You gotta give Tua some credit now. I didn't think he had it in him to mm. throw for four. I'm looking at the stats now. He threw for 469 yards, six touchdowns. Tariq went for a buck, what 90. Uh, Jalen Waddle, another 100 yards, t- two touchdowns as well with the game winner. Lamar had himself a hell of a game, but. The fact that over 300 yards passing and 100 yards rushing wasn't enough 
tells you that, you know, maybe it's some cost for this defense still. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. There's something wrong with that defense. And to for you, you got to win that game. If you if you put up 38 points, your defense at home, you have to win yeah. that game. Yeah. So a uh, tough blow for the Ravens. Uh, one and one now. Um, what is wrong with the Colts? They stink. They got, they, they got shut out down in Jacksonville. They haven't won in Jacksonville. I was telling you earlier in seven years. So great call on Jacksonville. They won outright. So uh, what do you think of – is Matt Ryan not the, not the answer? To be honest, it was not looking good. He might not be the guy. Matt Ryan might, might have just you – know, you know Max Kellerman? Robert, I love Max Kellerman. Remember like seven years ago he said Brady's going to fall off this cliff and Brady's yet to fall off this cliff. Well, Matt Ryan, he's he's falling face first off his cliff because he's not the same guy. Even Matt Ryan, last season, we saw some life left. This season, I'm not seeing it. Maybe he's just still getting used to the new offense. But you have a great line. You have arguably the best running back in football. You have a pretty solid wide receiving core. And you just lost 24-0 to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Come on now, Matt. You got to do better than that. And to be honest, that's kind of shocking. Yeah, and I think I was saying it too earlier. Frank Wright is on the hot seat now. They have to win I, this division. I want to say have to win the division, though, but you got you got to at least finish 10-7. Yeah. Possibly 10-7 gets you the division, but you got to finish a winning record. I think he goes, you know, 8-9, somewhere around there. I think he possibly loses his job. Yeah. Uh, the other one o'clock game that I want to mention, uh, Bucks. Tom Brady breaks the breaks the streak. He finally gets a win over the Saints. He is now one and four in his last five. Uh, close game, undercashed easily, low scoring game, and want to talk about the fight real quick. Mike Evans gets tossed for me on my fantasy, but he he's not going to tolerate anybody talking. Marshawn Lattimore talking about Brady. He's not going to accept it. So what would you think about the game, and what would you think about the fight? Well, Dill, we, you know, I, I kind of – honestly, that's my only good play of the day, people. I said Tom Brady underpassing. He that hit. Game total under. The only side we was wrong on was on the Saints. Me and Dylan both had the Saints. Though I expected a nit-but-tuck game. It got a little wild in the fourth quarter, but that was, you know, after the fight. Dill – my Sean Lattimore and Mike Evans have been duking it out for the past four or five seasons. Yeah. This is nothing new. This is a heated rivalry. Literally the best corner, best corner, arguably in football. Yeah. And then Mike Evans, you know, the number one receiver on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for the last five seasons. Clearly, you know, they've been duking it out for the last few seasons. And there's a lot of heated battles. Trust me, this ain't the first fight they had. It's just, that's why the refs, I think the refs got it right. They just threw both of them out. Because it's only right. Yeah, I think... Lamore yeah. threw the first hit, but you know, Mike Evans took it to that next level. Mm-hmm. So I think the refs got it got it right, threw both of them out. But Dill, you gotta give Tom Brady credit in this situation. He he, had, he was frustrated the whole first half. He saw it. He broke another tablet. What Dennis, does those tablets have against him? I don't know. I don't know. I think it's just something easy to throw that won't, you know, damage his hand or ricochet or hurt him in any way. Cause Dill. Dennis Allen just has his recipe. In the fourth quarter, you know, he was able to hit Perriman deep. And then, you know, a couple of turnovers by Jameis Winston late that broke up the – really broke open the game. But yeah, it that's was, what killed it. It was 3-3 ball game to 3. So, yeah. yeah I, hopefully Jameis don't, you know, turn the ball over so much and Lattimore's still in the game. 
Yeah, maybe Singh still had a shot, but it, the game flipped as soon as the, uh, yeah. two, the two players got tossed. Yeah, Saints could have won that game easily. Uh, the interceptions in the fourth kind of turned the tables for the Saints and ultimately gave and opened the door for the Bucks. So good win for the Bucks there, 2-0 right now. Um, another game I want to get to in the 4 o'clock slate, some – very depressing and unfortunate news. Trey Lance goes down. He'll be out for the season. Kyle, uh, Kyle Shanahan said he broke his ankle. He has to have surgery. So Jimmy G steps in. No problem. 27-7. They beat up Geno Smith and the Seahawks at home. So one and one. Uh, what do you think of the 49ers? And ultimately, what do you got to say about Lance getting injured? Dale, um, we're going back to the last show, though. I kind of predicted this happening. Not the way I I intended it to happen. I did say, though, I want to be shocked if Jimmy G's inserted as a starting quarterback sometime in the second half. It happened due to injury, so it sucks that sucks that uh, Trey Lance got injured, broken ankle, going to be out for the season. Hopefully he comes back better than ever. But, though, before the game started, if you tell me Jimmy G is going to start the game, I'm taking the 49ers minus 10 the whole way. The only reason I took Seahawks plus 10 is because I thought Trey Lance was going to start the whole game and be in there. Like I said, I don't think Trey Lance is at that level yet. I think Trey Lance's potential is through the roof, but I don't think he has enough experience and playing time to be a starting NFL quarterback. Remember, though, he missed the whole college season because of COVID. And remember, he only played 10 games in the FBS. Yeah. So I think he just needs more experience un- under the belt. And we saw it, though. I think this team is a much better team with Jimmy G at quarterback. Yeah. Nobody, I, I, we didn't expect that before. Remember, he, he wasn't there during training camp. No. They just re-signed him a week before the season just because Trey Lance had a, such a horrible preseason. And look, pay off. And now, not Fernando, they're a contender. Was, yep. They're a contender to win it all. That defense is for real. Elijah Mitchell comes back. That running game with Wilson is going to be back solidified. And we've seen Jimmy G, NFC Championship game, two years ago, Super Bowl. When healthy, this team is a contender with Jimmy G at the helm. A hundred percent. That team is ready and built for right now. So like you said, they, they signed it just in case something happened or he wasn't performing. So great move by the front office. And you could just see the offense flowed better with Jimmy G out there. They knew each other. They knew when he was going to break. They, they just flowed better with uh, Debo Samuel. And remember, they don't even have George Kittle right now. So Wait till George Kittle comes back. I think this team is going to be a, a force to reckon with. Uh, one and one now for both teams. Another interesting two more games I want to get to. Uh, Bengals, they fucking screwed me, man. Gee, what is wrong with them? It, they, yeah. Cooper Rush just threw all over that secondary. So uh, they they were able to run the ball. They they play with a, a lot of more they play with much more confidence and swagger the Cowboys. Diggs had a good game. So what'd you think of the overall the, the adjustments that the Cowboys made and, and what'd you think of a little maybe hangover from the Bengals from the Super Bowl? Dale, I want to give credit to Dan Quinn. He had that defense flying in the first half. The Cowboys was able to give up uh, uh get six sacks. Just in the first half alone, Dill, ended up with seven. 
Bengals was able to share up that offensive line in the second half, and that's when we seen the comeback. They was 17-3 at half. Cowboys was well in control. Like you said, Cooper Cush was throwing the ball pretty well. Had that good connection with Noah Brown. He was, you know, they've been practicing yeah. together for the past few seasons because they're both second-team reps. Noah Brown now is a starting wide receiver due to all these uh, injuries at the wide receiver with, John, with uh, Johnson and um, Michael Gallup. And then Cooper Rush, he looked pretty good, Dill. Yeah. Tony Pollard had a few exciting plays. Zeke ran the ball well. Zeke running the ball pretty good. That defense, like I said, Dill, Mika Parsons anytime sack. That Let's go. Is- we hit on that plus odds. I texted you this morning. Let's go. And I told you, Dill, even sprinkle him, sprinkle him for, for him to have two plus touchdowns. If he was able to get two on the on the Bucks and Tom Brady, I think he'd be able to get two against Cincinnati and then trust his offensive line. So give credit to Dan Quinn and the Cowboys defense for a spectacular performance in the first half. You know, they gave up a little momentum in the fourth, in the second half and fourth quarter, yeah. but they wasn't able to give up that huge play, just a lot of field goals. And, mm-hmm. you know, give George, Joe Burrow for not, you know, ever panicking. Because think about it, though. You're getting sacked six times in the first half, seven times last week, 19 times through the playoff run last season. Joe Burrow is the most sacked quarterback I, I've seen in recent history, we got to go back to Russ in early early days in Seattle to get hit this much. So let's get some Joe Burrow some help. I think if we just show up the offensive line, he won't face as much pressure and he'll be able to get, get the ball out quicker. Yeah, I think that offensive line is running him out of t- might run him out of town eventually because he's getting hit and hit a lot. But yeah, great credit to uh, I, I want to give more credit to the offense for the Cowboys because the way they played. You, you couldn't imagine they were going to play like that for, for the rest of the season or especially in week two at home. So I, I thought it was an amazing turnaround, especially for um, Mike McCarthy, too. He's on the hot seat as well. So uh, I thought it was a great win for them at home against one of the teams that just went to the Super Bowl. So good good job there. Uh, Texans, they cover again. Broncos, they're, I, don't, I, I think they're, they might be a little fraudulent. Um, but... The game that just ended, Cardinals 29-23. They come back and beat the Raiders. Raiders are now 0-2. What the hell happened? They were up. I was watching the game 23-7. It just looked like they couldn't get anything going offensively, the Cardinals. And like a switch, Kyler Murray gets them going. What happened? Yo, I ended up tuning in real late. You know, right after the Cowboys game finished, they automatically turned onto my screen. We they're down eight points still. It's it's really fourth and goal. Fourth and goal. Uh, uh what's the uh DN's name? Mike's Max Crosby. Max Crosby, huge payday for Max Crosby as well. Max Crosby almost has Kyler Murray down. Kyler Murray escapes, he throws the ball in the end zone, holding penalty. Wow. So they get a fresh four. On another fourth goal, fourth down and goal, they finally convert Dill. So now they're down two, and they also convert the two-point conversion. Force overtime. The Cardinals get the ball. Uh, Oakland, um, Oakland. Las Vegas stops them. And then Hunter Refro, he just tries to get a few extra yards, get him in field goal range. He ends up getting, he ends up fumbling the ball and still scoop his sword, strip six to win the game. Shocking. And it was a little controversy at the end because it kind of looked like, the, the guy who scooped and scored it kind of released the ball wow. simultaneously, yeah, simultaneously while he got in the end zone, like celebrating. So they had to review it, but it was good. 
strip six. Wow, Shocking. That, yeah. And after nine, Dale, if the Cardinals don't pull that off, I think this Cardinals team and Cliff Clinsbury would have been on the hot seat. Yeah, 0-2, but they, they pull it out of their ass. They get it. Uh, so great, great slate of games, I thought, overall today. Uh, I didn't hit on Bengals minus seven. I hit on Texans. They covered Vegas, we, as we just discussed. They didn't cover. Um, what else? I hit on Miami plus three and a half. They win outright. Uh, the under hit. Um, I didn't hit on the Saints and I hit on Detroit Lions. Shout out the Lions for beating the Commanders. So four and three, profitable night going into Sunday night football. I have Green Bay first half. So maybe we could end five and three. I'll I'll take it for week two. Uh how how was your uh, overall record? Though I'm gonna pick you some good, you know, game lines, but the teasers screwed me, though. Two teasers lose. The Raiders choke late. Dallas shocked Cincinnati, and then you're Dell. Give credit to Joe Flacco and the Jets. Let's to be honest, go. but my side, uh, I lost uh, Seattle plus ten, Baltimore. You got to finish. You got to finish that. Okay, you got to blame the defense on that. And then the Saints. Me and you was on the Saints. The yeah. Saints was just a disaster today. But I cash on Detroit. Cash on Tom Brady under passing. Game total under 43 and a half. And then Jacksonville plus four and a half. Don't sleep wow. on Jacksonville, people. No. Hey, they might, be, they might be live for the division the way these the top two teams are playing in Tennessee and the Colts. So let's, Tennessee plays tonight, though. Let's, 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 no, they play Monday. Into- yeah, let's get into it. Let's get into it. Tennessee Titans going up to Orchard Park to take on the Buffalo Bills. Bills are home favorites. Obviously, they the way they looked uh, Thursday night in week one against the Rams, they are clearly the uh, odds-on favorite for the Super Bowl. They're laying 10, like I said. Over-under is at 47.5. Elvis, I- I- I'll start it. it this kind of was I, not a stay away, but it just felt like too many points. My question was, can the Titans keep this one close? And I, I don't think they're that good. It's the home opener for Buffalo. The crowd's going to be electric. Tables are going to be broken. And I think the Titans' strength is running the ball with Henry. But if the Bills open up to a quick lead, they're going to have to take the ball out of Henry's hands and put it in Tannehill, who we've seen in the playoffs throw multiple interceptions. So I think laying six and a half in the first half is the better bet, in my opinion, because I don't want, there's always that opportunity to backdoor cover towards the end. And we've seen it all day today where it happened. So I, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to lay the six and a half in the first half with the Bills. I, I think they, they come out and they blitz them early. So that's going to be my play. How about you? Dill, I'm taking Tennessee plus 10 wow. on the road, Dill. I think this is a play. This is the play you got to make, Dill. Especially what we saw today, how we saw the Rams almost lose to Atlanta. Atlanta almost came back. Yeah, they almost what, came back. Jordan Ramley has a spectacular interception in the end zone, Dale. If that ball was a little better thrown, we might we possibly be talking about how Atlanta just upset the Super Bowl champions. So that what makes my 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 makes me a little more confident on this play, Dale. Maybe you know Buffalo just beat up on a very not a, I'm not gonna say a bad team, but maybe not the same team we saw last year, Dale. Maybe the Rams are just not as good as as team we expect them to be, though. So maybe the Buffaloes just d- didn't seem as great as they do. Maybe that's just, just, just how the Rams are going to look this season. So the fact that Atlanta was only able to lose by three, four points, though, 
it's kind of shocking me. So I expect Tennessee to go into Buffalo. I don't expect them to win the game, but I expect them to make it respectable. Let me get Tennessee 31-24. Let me see if we can correct, uh, pick a correct score, Dale. Okay, touchdown game. That I can see that. I can see the back door being wide open. That's why I'm going to lay the first half. So I can't doubt you. A lot of the plus 10s today did cover. So can't fault you on that. Any uh, any play on the total or any player props you like? Yeah, I will lean the over just because we saw the offense against that Rams defense. But like you said, though, if, if Buffalo's playing with a lead, you got to take the ball out of Derrick Henderson and Ryan Tannehill. I think the only way Tennessee has a chance to, you know, upset the Bills if it's a nip and tuck game, yeah. and they're and they're running the ball, they 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 have uh they're winning the time of possession with uh with the ball. So if maybe if it's like a thirty five to twenty time of possession, you know, Tennessee has a shot. Yeah, I agree. I think the the recipe to win is putting the ball in Henry's hand, keeping the Buffalo offense on the side and dominating possession. But it's obviously much harder or easier said than done. But uh, yeah, let's go to the second game. It'll be a much inter- uh, much more interesting and fascinating game. Also, I don't know why they're around the same time either. The first game's at seven sixteen, and then the second game's at excuse me at eight thirty. So going to be odd but the second game is much more entertaining i think eagles are hosting the vikings eagles are home favorites minus two and a half on the money line minus 142 vikings plus two and a half on the money line plus 120 over under is at 50 and a half elvis i'll start it here as well i lean the vikings i have them in one of my teasers i took them to plus eight and a half but i just i couldn't come down on one side cousins in prime time, we all know it. He's got awful in prime time for whatever reason. I think the game is an under game as well. I, the Eagles played a high scoring game against the Lions in week one, but the Vikings defense is much more is much better than the Lions defense. Normally in games that I think are going to be low scoring games, I tend to like to have the points in my pocket instead of laying them. So that's kind of where I stand on the game, but I think it's going to be a great game. Uh, I'd rather just sit back and watch and learn some things from both squads. I want to see how the Eagles, I want to see how they do against a better opponent than the Lions because they kind of almost blew it against the Lions. Not saying the Lions are a bad team, but the Vikings are a much better team the way they dominated the Packers. So that's kind of where I lean. I lean the Philadelphia, I lean uh, the Vikings, but I'm not going to pull the trigger. Do you have a, a side? So I, I was a true though. I took I ended up having the Vikings with it on a teaser. Teaser didn't hit. So officially, though, I'm gonna take the under deal. I think the under is a play to go here. I expect Minnesota's defense to show up. And I expect Philly's defense to show up. I don't expect Minnesota to pass uh have as such a successful passing game as it did last week against Green Bay. And Jalen Hurts in, in that offense, we've seen them score what, 40 points? What thirty eight points in Detroit? I don't, yeah, I don't think they'd get up there again. So I'll I'll take in the under over under fifty and a half deal. And to be honest, you got to sprinkle something on Minnesota money line at plus one twenty. I loved what I saw last week. I don't be I'm not sure I'm gonna be able to duplicate it on the road in Philly. I think it's gonna be a great atmosphere Monday night game. And like you said, Dill, could he trust Kirk Cousins in these big moments? So with that being said, I'm going to just smash the under 
on this game total, but you got to lean the Vikings just a little bit. If I was more confident, if say this was just a one o'clock Sunday game, I'll tell you right now, Vikings money line. But the fact that it's a primetime Monday night game, don't trust Kirk Cousins enough on that. Yeah. Um, I also wanted to say last, I said it yesterday on uh, the other pod that unders are 4-0 in primetime games. That doesn't mean blindly bet the unders, but you kind of get the sense that in primetime standalone games, the offense, they, they play a more conservative game everything tightens up a little bit. So I agree. I think they're both good defenses and I, and I lean towards the under, uh, I do have a player prop in this game and that's probably going to be my best bet for Monday night. And that's going to be Jalen hurts over 49 and a half rushing yards hurts rushed for 90 yards last week against the lions. And his prop was 47 and a half last season. He was able to get 50 yards or more, in eight of his 15 games that he started last season. And also Hurts last season went on a six-game stretch where he was averaging 56.4 rushing yards per game. The Vikings, they they were um they allowed the Packers on the ground to rush for 118 yards. So they're viable on the ground. I think as long as this prop stays under 50 rushing yards, I think it's a good play. We saw it last year when the Eagles and Sirianni committed to the run, they were a much better team. I think if he gets the opportunity, like nine, 10 rushes, I think he's able to break a couple. So give me Jalen Hurts over 49 and a half rushing yards. That's my favorite plot, uh, favorite player for Monday. What do you think? I like it though. Like I had, I had Jalen Hurts on my fantasy fantasy team last season, so I already know what he's capable of doing. Still, he has the speed. It's not like he's like Lamar. He's gonna, you know, catch you with a four four speed. No, but he has enough speed where he could just break one though. And wouldn't it shock me if he could get like a twenty or thirty yarder and just in one run? Yeah, hundred percent. So that's uh that's there and yeah that that's gonna be it um anything else before we get up out of here i know we gave a lot yeah for any live listeners tuning in on on the on the streaming uh i've right now got uh green bay minus nine and a half like i said i think uh aaron Rodgers, who's your daddy i think Uh, he owns the bears i think he's gonna cover the nine and a half so let's tune in and watch a great game. Watch Green Bay cover. Hopefully I end up as a 500 night with the minus nine and a half. Yeah. And like Elvis said, uh, Elvis and I are playing right now. I am up 103 to 75. So everyone, good luck on uh, tonight on your bets for Sunday night. On Monday, everyone besides Elvis. And that's going to do it for this uh, Sunday edition of the Dream Wager. On behalf of our sponsor, Viva Tequila Seltzer, Elvis, and myself, we will see you guys on Wednesday to recap these games. Go uh, and give you our plays for Thursday Night Football. So please follow along our social media, Twitter and Instagram, at The Dream Wager. You can find all of our episodes wherever you listen to podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. If you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, give us a review. All that good stuff helps us out tremendously. Be a friend. Tell a friend. Everyone have a great week. And we will see you guys down the road. Peace.